1: And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Mc Crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. This episode includes discussions of clinical depression, attempted suicide, child murder, and animal death that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13.
0: In the small Scottish town of Dumbarton, the mystery of Overton Bridge had been growing for decades.
1: Headlines dubbed it Dog Suicide Bridge. Each year, more and more beloved pets leapt from its edges into the ravine below. Dogs
0: were dying. Their families left heartbroken. Theories ran rampant. Were the dogs really driven to suicide? Did they see a ghost? Or was there some perfectly logical explanation, something all the humans somehow missed? locals called for action
1: and dr david sands responded on a cold damp fall day in 2005 he stomped through the streets of dumbarton he wore a deerstalker hat conjuring faint images
0: of sherlock holmes sands was an animal behaviorist and dog expert he'd come to town to investigate the curious claims made about overton bridge he was determined to get answers for the grieving families who'd lost their beloved pets. But even
1: Sands wasn't prepared for what he'd find.
0: Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a ParCast original I'm your host, Molly.
1: And I'm your host, Richard. In life, there's so much we don't know. But in this show, we don't take we don't know for an answer. Every Thursday, we investigate the greatest mysteries of history and life on Earth. You can find episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream Unexplained Mysteries for free on Spotify, just open the app and type Unexplained Mysteries in the search
0: bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at Parcast Network.
1: And if you enjoyed today's episode, the best way to help us is to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. It really does help.
0: This is our second and final episode on the curious case of Scotland's Overton Bridge. Hundreds of dogs have inexplicably thrown themselves off its precarious edge, plummeting to injury or death.
1: Last week, we dove into the dark history of Overton Bridge, the scheming motives of the family who built it and their lonely fates, the tragedies it became known for, including the loss of a lovable collie named Ben, and even the horrifying tale of a man who threw his
0: own son off the bridge. This week, we'll look into the possible explanations behind the strange and deadly behavior recorded at the crossing. Can every tragedy be explained away through natural causes? Or is Overton home to something much more sinister?
1: According to the New York Times, by early 2019, at least 300 dogs had mysteriously jumped off the side of Overton Bridge, 50 of which died.
0: But some tabloids have speculated that that number is higher, maybe even closer to 600. What accounts for the discrepancy? Well, there's very little documentation of these canine accidents. Overton Bridge looms larger in oral history, and it's unclear why.
1: Some believe that many dog owners were from out of town. They might not have wanted to wait around and file a report with local authorities after seeing their dog jump.
0: Instead, They may have saved their dog from the bottom of the ravine if it wasn't too late and taken them to an animal hospital. And if they were from out of town, the hospital might have been out of town as well.
1: The first real news story covering the phenomenon didn't appear until 2005, nearly 50 years after the rumors started. And it's possible that this first story exaggerated the bridge's history in order to attract readers. These reports then affected
0: future data. Unfortunately, no one knows the actual number of Overton Bridge-related dog deaths, and we likely never will. Because so few actual records exist, much of what we discuss in this episode will be based on the few documented cases and local legends. Given how sparse information is, it's only reasonable that explanations for the dog's behavior are even harder to come by.
1: One maybe simple theory for what's causing the dogs to jump is that they're doing it on purpose. They're trying to end their own lives. Though it's extremely upsetting to think about, it's certainly worth
0: examining. In 2005, Donna Cooper, the owner of a border collie named Ben, claimed that Ben's cheerful disposition seemed to completely disappear when they arrived on Overton Bridge. He became agitated and unfocused, straining at his leash and refusing to heal when commanded to.
1: This was completely out of character. He'd never acted like this before. He was usually an obedient dog.
0: But before Donna knew it, Ben leapt off the bridge and fell to his death.
1: Ben wasn't the only dog to exhibit such behavior. Kenneth Meikle's dog, Hendrix was described as having similarly agitated symptoms before she, too, jumped. Luckily, Hendrix
0: survived. But years later, when they went back to the bridge, Hendricks actually tried to jump again. This time, the only thing stopping her from toppling over the edge was that she wasn't strong enough to jump over the side. Did Hendrix have a death wish?
1: In order to properly examine this theory, we first have to ask, are animals capable of feeling the complex emotions associated
0: with self-harm? As it turns out, Some scientists have found that dogs can, in fact, feel sadness and experience depression. Dr. Carlo Siracusa, a professor at the University of Pennsylvania, said dogs can absolutely feel depression and anxiety. We can see it in the body language and in their actions.
1: Other dog experts have also said that dogs are very attuned to emotional cues and will often react based on their owner's mood. In this case, it's not the dog struggling with depression, but their owner. But the outcome for the dog is the same, attempted self-destruction.
0: Dr. Mark Beckoff, a professor at the University of Colorado Boulder and a dog expert, told the American Kennel Club, dogs read differences in us and can feed off our own feelings, including sadness and grief.
1: If we know that dogs are able to feel sad or depressed, can they also be capable of self-harming behavior? Well, scientists have noted that dogs do sometimes participate in acts of what they call self-injurious behavior.
0: For example, excessive grooming. Dogs on occasion may incessantly lick their paws, much to their owner's frustration. The behavior may be caused by stress or can be a sign that there's some other underlying medical condition. While in small amounts it can't hurt the dog, if they continue to do it, the licking can lead to a rash or infection.
1: Dogs have also been known to refuse to eat when they experience trauma, like the loss of someone they are close to. Sometimes their loss of appetite can lead to other long-term health issues. While it's not a form of active self-harm, they are compromising their health.
0: But excessive licking and undereating are far different from a frantic leap off the top of a bridge. These symptoms only become harmful in the long term if they last for an extended period of time. They aren't an instant decision.
1: We might argue that dogs don't even realize they're hurting themselves when they lick their paws or turn up their noses at food. These dogs are simply dealing with stress in the only way they know how. They don't actually want to get hurt or die. According to behaviorists like John McGuigan, dogs don't have the necessary forethought to attempt suicide. In his words, it would have to know and understand that by jumping from the bridge, the consequence will be that it will end the suffering it is feeling, which is highly unlikely.
0: In essence, dogs may be able to feel complex emotions, but they can't look toward the future, likely because they experience time differently than we do. They don't have episodic memory, which means they more than likely cannot think back to a certain event and can't conceptualize the future.
1: Dogs live moment to moment. For example, you may scold your dog for bad behavior, But ten minutes later, they seem to have completely forgotten that you were ever mad at them.
0: That also means that they don't have a human understanding of cause and effect. A dog can't decide to end its life because it can't comprehend dying as a result of its own actions. In order for a death to be considered suicide, it needs to be deliberate
1: animal behaviorist Joyce Stewart further explained that dogs have powerful instincts that would make intentional self-harm nearly impossible. She said, dogs don't commit suicide, people do. Dogs are born survivors.
0: Dogs have an amazing fight-or-flight response and always act out of self-preservation. Humans, in fact, are the only species on Earth that scientists believe are actually capable of suicide.
1: So, dogs can't choose to end their own lives. But for the past 70 years, something has driven them to rush off the side of Overton Bridge and plummet to the ground below. If not a choice to harm themselves, then perhaps it was something they needed to escape, like a
0: predator. Or perhaps these dogs saw something terrifyingly inexplicable, like a ghost calling them to join the afterlife. Up next, theories on the ghost of Lady Overton seeking eternal companions.
1: Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Mc Crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. It's been estimated that about 300 dogs have jumped off Overton Bridge in Scotland with no discernible explanation why.
0: It's unlikely that the dogs were attempting suicide. They don't have the necessary forethought. But many people in the nearby town of Dumbarton have a very different idea of what's causing the phenomenon. They believe Overton Bridge is haunted by the widow of the man who built it.
1: In 1931, Grace White, Lady Overton, died at Overton House, which overlooks Overton Bridge. She was the wife of ruthless businessman and politician Baron James White.
0: In the late 1800s, the couple threw extravagant parties at their mansion and commissioned Overton Bridge to make it easier for important guests to visit, improving their political sway.
1: However, when they weren't throwing parties, James spent weeks far away from his wife in Overton
0: working. She supported his ambition, but paid the price in loneliness. James was so dedicated to his business pursuits, he never had any time to start a family. So, their mansion and its dozens of rooms sat almost completely empty. It was just Lady Overton and her thoughts.
1: In 1908, James grew ill and became bedridden. Lady Overton made sure that he was taken care of. He was her world. His pursuits were hers. If he died, she would be fully alone.
0: Despite Lady Overton's best efforts to save her husband, a few weeks after becoming sick, James passed away.
1: Afterwards, Lady Overton was hardly ever seen in town. She remained hidden inside the walls of the manor. Only on rare occasions would
0: someone spot her wandering across the estate. Those who hiked the nearby Kilpatrick Hills would often pass by the mansion, and some said they saw the reclusive widow wandering the grounds, and more often than not, the bridge. It was her last link to her husband, and the once influential life that they'd lived together.
1: The bridge represented their pursuit of greatness, and now it was the only thing left to remind her of better days.
0: Lady Overton stayed in the mansion until her death in 1931. After she passed, the estate was given over to the local government, but locals still felt uneasy about visiting. Rumors of strange specters arose, almost as soon as Lady Overton was buried.
1: As years passed, local children began to whisper about the spirit of the woman who used to live there. These were innocent ghost stories, the sort that children make up to scare one another. But those children grew up into adults who wondered if the property really
0: was haunted. When these stories started to gain traction in pubs and throughout town, many locals began to theorize that something sinister was at play, especially as more and more dogs jumped.
1: In a land where superstitious beliefs run deep, the dog's odd behavior was chalked up to the paranormal. In fact, the stories about Overton Bridge were in keeping with local traditions.
0: In Scotland, There is a belief that dates back hundreds of years that the physical and spiritual world are only three feet apart. For inexplicable reasons, in some areas of the Earth, those boundaries are fuzzier, blurred enough that someone might pass from one reality to another. These areas are called thin places.
1: They are allegedly often found at famous religious sites or out in nature. Visitors to Thin Places often describe feeling an odd sense of calm or understanding. But some Thin Places inspire a sense of menace or doom instead.
0: Is Overton a Thin Place? Some in Dumbarton believe that it is.
1: Which would make it easy for Lady Overton to cross over.
0: According to locals, the ghost of Lady Overton tends to appear on the bridge, and dogs, with their heightened canine senses, are able to see her hovering on the third set of parapets.
1: Dr. Mary Birch, a certified animal behaviorist, told the American Kennel Club dogs are remarkable creatures with senses that far exceed a human's
0: it's certainly possible that these might include a sixth supernatural sense. In fact, dogs and other animals are known to react to earthquakes before they even begin, or get anxious right before a big storm is about to blow through. Scientists believe this is because they can feel tiny vibrations that move through the earth, vibrations imperceptible to humans.
1: Others hold that the dogs can pick up on high-pitched frequencies well above the human threshold. Almost like a dog whistle, shifting tectonic plates and distant storms emit a sound that only our furry friends can hear.
0: Knowing that dogs can pick up on these sounds, it's possible that dogs may feel other things we can't. Ghostly things, like Lady Overton.
1: According to local lore, Lady Overton was lonely in life. So in death, she's still seeking company, a pet. And when she sees a dog she admires, she tempts them to leap to their demise.
0: Surprisingly, there are some documented cases that might support this theory. In 2014, an English Springer Spaniel named Cassie and her owner, Alice Trevorrow, went on a walk across Overton Bridge. As we discussed in part one, Alice believed Cassie saw something but couldn't spot anything odd herself.
1: Out of the blue, Cassie leapt into a sprint, and when she reached the third set of parapets, she jumped, right where Lady Overton's ghost allegedly
0: appears. While we can't ask surviving dogs if they've seen ghosts round the bridge, we know what some people have sensed. Many locals have confessed to getting an eerie feeling while they were near the bridge and have noticed their dogs acting strange, even when they didn't jump. Some dog owners have even said that they themselves have felt an icy, cold hand on their back that had pushed them towards the edge of the bridge.
1: Paul Owens, a local historian who has written about Overton Bridge and one of the chief proponents of the ghost theory, said that he felt an icy cold jab in the center of his back while he was mid-crossing. He swears it was the spirit of Lady Overton
0: pushing him to jump. He told the Huffington Post, it's a very strange place. One of the things peculiar to the location is that it can seem very peaceful and tranquil, but it can turn at a moment's notice.
1: Owens attributes these rapid-changing feelings to the paranormal, and he's not alone. Alice Trevorrow's husband, Thomas, also claimed to have experienced the paranormal at the bridge. On a different day than the one his dog jumped...
0: Thomas was upset by his dog's jump and had to investigate the bridge for himself. He and the friend he brought along didn't see anything odd around the bridge, but then he looked up at Overton House.
1: Lady Overton was
0: staring down at them. Thomas and his friend told others in town, but not everyone believed him. Many wrote his sighting off as a simple trick of the light or a wayward reflection.
1: Maybe those naysayers were correct. But maybe it's not necessary that ghosts be real. Maybe if a dog walker believes in the supernatural, that's enough to send a canine on a fatal plunge.
0: It's the same concept as the suicide theory we discussed earlier. A dog picks up on their owner's emotions and acts on them. But instead of depression, it's fear.
1: Because dogs are experts on taking cues from humans, maybe they can be subtly and accidentally influenced
0: to jump. In an interview with the American Kennel Club, Dr. Birch explained, when someone is inclined to believe in the paranormal, some dogs may exhibit behaviors that make it look like they are perhaps sensing an apparition is nearby.
1: In essence, dogs are very good at reading human emotion, including fear. Author Alexandra Horowitz noted that canines can pick up on emotions through the chemicals in our scent, as well as by reading body language or hearing the way we breathe
0: harder when we're frightened. So, if a ghost-fearing dog walker gets scared while walking across Overton Bridge, their pet will get scared too, maybe even scared enough to break into a frantic run and try to escape over the side of the bridge.
1: An empathetic fear response might account for one or two dog accidents, but can it really explain away the hundreds of deaths? It seems there must be more to the mystery than superstition and unusually sympathetic canines. Plus, this explanation doesn't account for the fact that each pet has leapt from the exact same spot on the bridge nor does it explain how certain people have also seemingly fallen under Overton's deadly
0: spell. As we discussed last week, in the 1990s, a man named Kevin Moy did the unthinkable. He threw his infant son off the right side of Overton Bridge. He was quickly apprehended, but his son was gravely injured. Most people in
1: town were shocked by the brutal act, but not necessarily by its location. They believed that Lady Overton's influence drove Moy to kill
0: his son. Others, however, thought the regrettable death was more likely a result of Kevin Moy's personal demons.
1: Moy was diagnosed with myalgic encephalomyelitis years before the tragedy on the bridge. The illness is better known as chronic fatigue syndrome, which can cause long bouts of pain, exhaustion, and depression. It's difficult to diagnose or treat, and in Kevin's case, it triggered extreme dark moods.
0: His wife Eileen knew about Kevin's condition, and she believed he had a handle on his depression. She was as shocked as anyone when, during an otherwise uneventful walk across Overton Bridge, Kevin grabbed their child, threw him in the ravine, and tried to jump in after him.
1: When Moy was evaluated after his baby's death, he was found clinically insane and thus never convicted of his son's
0: murder. When he was questioned after the accident, Kevin rambled about the Antichrist and the end of the world. But in all his mania, Kevin never mentioned a Lady Overton or even a ghost. If there was anything supernatural about his homicidal impulse, it wasn't a restless spirit.
1: Nevertheless, the chilling aspects of Kevin's tale rocketed him and Overton Bridge to infamy. The story was covered all over the United Kingdom and generated a large amount of intrigue. By 2005, Dr. David Sands, an animal behaviorist, heard of the mystery on the bridge and went out to Dumbarton to investigate.
0: He was told of the ghost of Lady Overton and knew of the countless horrors that happened in her home. Despite the threat of supernatural intervention, he wanted to see if he could get to the bottom of the mystery that had been perplexing locals for over 50 years.
1: That didn't mean just talking to locals and collecting urban legends. He wanted to get his feet on the ground and come face to face with the bridge that had already claimed so many dogs. Up next, Dr. Sands tries to get into the mindset of a dog. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Now back to the story.
0: Since the 1950s, hundreds of dogs have jumped from 80-foot-high Overton Bridge, and nobody could say why. Some believed the dogs were attempting suicide, while others, like Scottish historian Paul Owens, believed the ghost of Lady Overton was responsible.
1: Dr. David Sands thought he could solve the mystery without blaming the supernatural. A dog lover himself, he understood the shock that dog owners must have felt in the seconds after their canine companions jumped over the side. He had just adopted his own white terrier puppy, Patty, and couldn't imagine losing her. He knew the fear and sadness the poor hikers must have felt when they went down to the bottom of the ravine to collect their fallen pup.
0: Sands had spent years studying animal behavior and knew dogs wouldn't jump without a reason. So he set out to Dumbarton in search of answers.
1: As soon as he arrived in the southern Scotland community, Dr. Sands noticed the lush trees that lined the valley. He could hear the babbling of the stream below. The countryside was breathtaking. It was easy to understand why so many people like to take their dogs on hikes through the open countryside.
0: Sands walked over to the bridge, fully prepared to experience something otherworldly. He knew all the stories, the cold hand on the back, the rapidly changing moods, and the watchful eye of Lady Overton looking down from the mansion. He was
1: skeptical, but he wanted to keep his mind open. He took his first few trepid steps onto the bridge. Each stride was more measured and more sure. He hugged the right railing and peered down below. That was when the vertigo hit. It was a long way down. Even knowing what to expect, the positioning of the trees had deceived him their leaves barely touched the bottom of the bridge, giving the appearance of tiny saplings sprouting from a minuscule
0: stream. Sand slowly approached the middle of the bridge, just a few feet from the third set of parapets. This was where most of the dogs were reported to have jumped, arguably, the most dangerous part of the bridge.
1: There was nothing unusual about the third set of parapets themselves. In fact, they were identical to the rest. Why hadn't any of the hundreds of dogs jumped from the first or second? He hoped an answer lay somewhere on the bridge itself.
0: Sands quickly concluded the leaps hadn't been accidental falls. The rail was low enough for a dog to jump over, but only with some effort. Hoping to spot something new, He continued walking past the fateful parapets.
1: He finally reached the other side under the oppressive watch of Overton House and turned around to look at the 80-foot-long distance that he'd just crossed. He'd felt absolutely nothing. Nothing supernatural, nothing emotional. Simply nothing. It was remarkable just how innocuous his experience had been. It was like almost any other bridge.
0: Yet, Dr. Sands still didn't have a clue as to why so many dogs had jumped.
1: Before his visit to the bridge, Sands had taken a look at all of the documented cases. One of the first things he'd noted was that most of the dogs were long-snouted hunting breeds. They were all collies, retrievers, or crossbreeds, all known for their intense sense of smell.
0: Sands had also noticed that almost every documented case was on a bright sunny day, a rare occurrence for a country known for overcast, rainy weather. But what was the connection? To find an answer, Sands had to stop thinking like a man and start thinking like an animal.
1: He walked back to the other side of the bridge and got down on his hands and knees. He wanted to get a dog's-eye view of what it looked like.
0: Sands noted how flat it seemed. From a distance, it looked like a continuation of the road. The trees from the ravine below had grown to the height of the bridge, and their leaves scraped softly against the side of the dark stone, like bushes. An unwary traveler might mistake the bridge for an unusually leafy stretch of the street.
1: A light bulb turned on. If he hadn't known any better, Sands wouldn't have been able to tell that the ravine plummeted down 50 feet to the creek below. And surely dogs with weaker eyesight than humans couldn't know that.
0: Most people know that canines are colorblind, but many don't realize that they are also very nearsighted. Objects far away often appear fuzzy. If a person like Sands had a hard time seeing how high the bridge was, a dog certainly wouldn't pick up on that fact.
1: In addition to their poor vision, Sands reasoned that other stimuli on the bridge might have been overwhelming for a dog. Between the road, the wooded ravine, the river, and the mansion, the bridge held an intense variety of smells.
0: Crossing Overton Bridge, Dogs would also hear a cacophony of sounds. The local birds up above, the leaves of the trees rustling, and the brook flowing below.
1: So, crouched down like a canine, he began to understand why some dogs acted strangely. They were overwhelmed.
0: He tried to imagine how he'd react to the environment if he were a dog the sounds and smells of the local wildlife kicking his senses into hyperdrive. How easy it would be to chase some prey over the wall, not understanding that he was actually 50 feet off of the ground.
1: But all of this reasoning didn't explain why all these dogs were all jumping from the same spot.
0: Sands took a look around the base to see what he could find. As he did, He could hear the sounds of teeming wildlife. He saw animals scurry past him and out of sight.
1: There were definitely enough wild critters to get the attention of a dog. He wondered if there was one particular scent from an animal below the bridge that would trigger an unusually strong response from dogs.
0: For a reality program titled Dog Suicide Bridge on Britain's Channel 5, Sands brought together ten different dogs and conducted an informal study. He prepared three different jars stuffed with cloth. Each with scent extracts from animals known to live near the creek, including squirrel, mouse, and mink. He spread the jars out in a field to see which the dogs would be most attracted to.
1: It was almost unanimous. Each dog chose the jar with the mink scent.
0: This was the final piece of the puzzle. Dr. Sands was convinced minks in the ravine below were causing the dogs to jump off of Overton Bridge.
1: In Sands' hypothesis, dogs would walk along the bridge already overstimulated from the activity and the scents present on a sunny day. Smelling a mink the dog would jump over the side of the bridge, believing it was simply a low wall. The ensuing fall would be a complete surprise, the dogs shocked and confused. The bridge, he thought, had just the perfect combination of unfortunate stimuli. The optical illusion from the trees, the sounds, and the smells all tricked the dogs into making a disastrous
0: decision. However, Even after all of this investigation, Sands couldn't explain why so many people confessed to feeling something odd on the bridge. Nor could he ever account for why so many dogs leapt at the same exact spot. Mink are known to range several miles every day, and they don't reuse dens year after year, so it's not likely they'd coax dogs to leap from the exact same parapets over and over again, for seven decades.
1: While Dr. Sands is convinced that the dogs are jumping because of natural triggers, many in town remain firm in their belief in the
0: supernatural forces around Overton Bridge. Local historian and dog owner Paul Owens shared his view on Dr. Sands with the Huffington Post, saying, I have every respect for the scientific work which has been carried out here, but I'm convinced it's paranormal. I don't think they will solve the mystery. If it is mink, why is it only happening on this bridge? It is odd.
1: But I think Dr. Sands' theory makes the most sense. He's a renowned canine behaviorist, and if anyone could help us understand a dog's thought process,
0: it'd be him. I don't want to discount traditional beliefs, and the tale of Lady Overton is a good story. But I'm inclined to agree, an optical illusion makes a lot of sense. Looking at Overton Bridge, It does seem like the trees may have grown to the bridge's height in the 1950s, explaining why the dogs started jumping then.
1: Regardless of what people think is causing the dogs to jump, the consequences remain the same. It's still happening. Every year, more dogs tragically die at Overton Bridge. No one has yet tried to remedy the situation with nets or tree trimming.
0: For now, dog owners should demonstrate the utmost caution when walking their dogs through the Scottish Highlands, because whatever it is, something strange is afoot.
1: It also couldn't hurt to bring a
0: leash. Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. We'll be back Thursday with a new episode
1: You can find all episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other ParCast Originals for free on Spotify.
0: Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast Originals, like Unexplained Mysteries, for free, from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker.
1: To stream Unexplained Mysteries on Spotify, just open the app and type Unexplained Mysteries in the search
0: bar. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at Parcast Network. We'll see you next time.
1: See you next Thursday.
0: And remember, never take We Don't Know for an answer.
1: Unexplained Mysteries was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler, sound design by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Robert Tyler Walker, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon, and stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rosner.